0: It has famously been said that all great literature has only two stories. A person went on a journey, and a stranger came to town. Here we get a family going on a journey. The Bible writers make it sound like Abram, Sarah, and Lot went on this trip. Then the story leaves out all of the people that packed up the household and the flocks, the people who wanted to go and the people that didn't. It leaves out the people who cook the food, beat the dust out of the clothes, set up the tents, and pack them up each day. Go, God says to Abram, and a whole bunch of people have their lives changed. It seems clear enough to us, and yet one rabbi writes, the opening Hebrew words translated as go forth are quite ambiguous. They might mean go to yourself, Go for yourself. Go within. In a sense, it's more than a physical journey. There's an interesting spiritual layer to it. And God is quite stingy with the details. God doesn't outline where they'll live. There's this slight mention that other people already live there. It's like when we learn in American history that settlers occupied empty land, and now we know, of course, the land wasn't empty at all. God does this with us too. I imagine you've had it in your life as well. God spins out a big vision and is vague on the details. Filling in between the lines is our part. God will gift us to work with children, and we have to figure out if it's as a teacher or a coach or an uncle or a big brother. God gives us skill with healing and lets us figure out if it's nursing or being an EMT or leading a support group. God gives us a vision to make money to serve the world, and we figure out how to make the money and how to do the service. God nudges us to be aunts and uncles, parents, foster parents, and then we figure out what those particular kids need. And God is vague on timing, too. Abraham might reasonably think that God means right now, and it takes another 30 years for God to really get moving. A long gap between planting the vision and making it come to life. We have that, too. It takes a while to go to school, to get a certification, to get embedded in a 12-step program. We don't leap off the couch and win the Pulitzer or the soccer championship or the marathon. It takes time. It takes advances. It takes knowledge. It takes attending to our health. All of those things come slowly. But when God lays out this imprecise, vague vision for Abraham, there is one clear thing. God says, all of the people on the face of the earth will be blessed through you. Another translation of the Bible uses the important words, so that. I give you this blessing so that others will be blessed. God almost never gives a gift to use for ourselves alone. And here God is not asking for loyalty to a piece of land. God is asking for loyalty to a relationship, to the relationship with God and to the other people whom God cares about. As we look in horror at a new war in Israel and Gaza, This story invites us on a similar journey inward as well as outward. The horrible suffering in Israel, the bombing of Gaza, the war crimes against Jewish people at home, the illegal cutoff of food, water, and medicine in Gaza. God is telling all of us, the children of Abraham, to go somewhere new, the things we have been doing are not the things that make for peace. There is not one single thing in this story that justifies attacks on civilians. There is not one single thing in this story that justifies keeping two million people blockaded in Gaza, a place that has been called an open air prison. Israeli Hagit Okran wrote this week Please tell me. How does the bombing and starvation of two million Palestinians contribute to our security? And will this return any of the prisoners? He says, we have bombed them and put a siege on them for so many years. How does this contribute to peace? Enough. We have killed enough people to show them that we are stronger. And we now know that revenge does not help. And yet, traumatized people traumatize other people. And so we repeat this generational trauma over and over, attached to this land. Generations of Israeli and Palestinian children grow up in this traumatized way, with the United States and other nations complicit through the use of our weapons, our money, our intelligence. We are complicit in the killing of other children of Abraham. But Rabbi Danya Rutenberg wrote this th- week that we can refuse this binary division of God's people. We can refuse to root for the safety and the lives and the rights of human beings like they are sports teams. We can refuse a world in which there are winners and losers. We can refuse a world in which safety is a finite resource that has to be hoarded. Go, God says to Abraham and to all of the children of Abraham, get moving, get going. One rabbi notes that a well-known Hasidic master, a Jewish teacher, tells us that the Bible's repeated comparison Of God's people to the stars in heaven is meant to teach us a core truth. Like stars, we are obligated to bring light to the world. Where there is suffering and sadness and heartbreak, there we are sent by God to bring love and peace. We are called again and again and again to see beyond ourselves." The Hasidic master goes on, perhaps that is why Abram is told to look to the heavens. He has to learn to see beyond his own immediate life, to feel the needs of others as deeply as his own. Go, God says. And that is what God means. God says that to Abraham. God says that to all the children of Abraham. God says that to us as the descendants of this story may it be so may we learn loyalty to relationships not to land or politics or parties or division may our faithfulness be to the god who sends and the god who calls to the god who lifts us out of our narrowness and our selfishness and our isolation god spins out the big vision and leaves the details for us to fill in. And that is our calling as God's people. In the name of the God who invites us on a journey and keeps inviting us to travel into divine relationships and holy connections, into a world of peace at the last. Amen.